There's those moments in life, like I had just about three days ago, that I am walking on the street and there is this car accident that comes out of nowhere. You see nobody stop, you run and you just do. And as you go, you wonder why did nobody else care or stop or why were there not people that were helping? There's those moments in life you get a diagnosis that seems to come out of nowhere and you don't know what to do with it. You just battle through and it gets from worse to terrible. And what is it that you do when you get that, that, those diagnoses? You have six months to live. There is no more hope for you. You have the C word, which is cancer. What is it that you can do to turn that around? I have a guest with me from my own country, Marjolein Sango, and she is with me today from the Netherlands who has experienced that with her husband. When everything seemed great, it was gonna be amazing, and then all fell apart, or did it really? Or did something better come out of that to take out the evil that was about to start in their church? Marjolein, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, Barb. <laughs> um, you were pregnant. <clears throat> yes. And then there was this diagnosis for your husband. Did that come suddenly? No, actually it started, I think, around about six months that I was pregnant. That one night I was going to a friend's house and my husband said, sorry, I, I, I need to stay home. And he was rolling over the floor in pain. Kidney stones? Uh, we didn't know what it was. He was I'd never seen him like this. And um, so it, it got worse. I came home and I said, how are you doing? He said, I'm, I'm rolling over the floor in pain. I don't know what's happening to me. I'm not feeling good. I don't know what's happening. So I think it was the, that ta around that time that we thought we need to bring him to the hospital uh, very soon and see what's going on. Did you go that same night or did um, you go the next day? I think not the same night. I think he first went to the doctor the day afterwards to get his blood tested. Uh -huh. And in his blood values, uh, the doctor found out that his liver was dying, which was very strange. What? Because he doesn't drink, he's not using alcohol. So yeah, we couldn't understand why that would be in his blood so clearly. So he was very concerned, the doctor, about that value that he had detected in his blood. And so he said, you should go and check yourself into the hospital to see how, if they can run tests to find out what is going on with you. Um, I think we went to several hospitals because they couldn't figure out what was going on with him. But the first doctor nailed it right? No, 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 no. He knew there was something wrong. No, the, the first hospital we were taken into, <laughs> it's kind of a story, they actually thought that he had a food poison and they didn't do anything to help, not even a scan, nothing. And after five days they said, okay, sorry, we don't know what to do anymore. I think you just had food poisoning and you should just go home. And um, he was discharged, he went home, but it didn't go any better. And uh, so we went back to the doctor to see if his blood had improved in values. But the, yeah, the doctor really was nervous because he said it's still not okay and your liver is still dying. I don't know what's going on. This is not okay. Um, I think we consulted my, my uh, parents-in-law on what to do because we had already gone to a hospital who had not helped us. So we were kind of desperate of what was going on with him. And he advised us to uh, go to one of the best hospitals in Belgium, uh, just to go there to the emergency, bring all the paperwork that we already had accumulated at so that time. So you went to a different country yes. for help? No, not a different country, but like far away. It was a yeah. more than an hour's drive to get there to this hospital. 
That's always so funny. <laughs> I have to laugh because when <laughs> when Dutch people say an hour is far, we're like, what do you mean? We'll That's just go far. visit somebody for two and a half hours and drive back the same day. So, <laughs> so okay, far away. No, but <laughs> there's traffic jams and then it's a long drive. So okay. Yeah, so he was taken there in the emergency uh, section. They admitted him immediately um, and they started doing tests to see what was going on. They at first couldn't really find anything wrong with him until one day, because this is also a hospital very well known for training doctors. So they have a lot of people in training uh, working there. And so there was this girl that was doing an, another scan and uh, she discovered uh, uh, something of a blockage. The training? Yes. The one in training found it? Yes. Wow. Yes. So what was the blockage? It was connected between the gallbladder and the liver and it oh. stopped uh, fluids. I'm not a doctor so it's hard for me to explain even in English. But <laughs> <laughs> it, stopped, it stopped actually certain flow of, of things it needed and that was why it seemed that it was dying. Um, so, yeah, they had to do tests. They actually did a biopsy, I think I say it right? Yes. On yes. his liver, which he did consciously, which was very painful, because they wanted to make sure it was nothing wrong with his liver. They were now trying and testing everything. This was not, we'll see and we'll let you go. No, we'll take a full check to see what's going on. And what was the result of that? The, they, they couldn't find the result yet. Um, they, they weren't sure, they had found certain growth and so they had said to us, we have to place a stent to open up the, yeah, the for tubes. For the fluids. For yeah. the fluids, yes. So he had to be admitted in hospital just for that in, uh, yeah, surgery. All right, so that all took place. Then finally when they found out the diagnosis, what was the real problem? The real problem was eventually when he went for there to have the tubes placed, that they had more information on the growth and so this, I can still remember, he just came out of surgery, was not conscious, was not really nice to see. And um, they said to me that uh, they really thought that the growth that they had found was cancer. And I was at that time pregnant seven months, or almost eight, I think. Oh, wow. wow. So that was really intense to hear something like that when you just going to have child. a baby. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I remember really crying in the hospital. I had to drive back by myself alone and I drove in the car and I really remember very clear I said God is he gonna die and God spoke to me and said no wow and I want to leave you right there everything goes as bad as you can as you possibly can imagine you're pregnant seven months your husband is very sick and God says no he's not gonna die you gonna have to hear what is next because I know there is a lot more to this story. And when everything is hopeless, God has answers. If you need prayer, by the way, 855-515-5550 or go to barbtv.org. And I know what you're hearing next might seem impossible, but nothing is impossible with God. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. At Barb TV, we deal with all kinds of different situations and many people are calling in for needs. People that are struggling with demonic issues, people that are struggling with relationships or with health issues and many different things. It is an honor to serve you, it's an honor to help you and it's an honor to show you models and stories of how things can go right. Our goal is to show you the problem, to show you the process, and then to show you the solution that God has, not just for the people that come on the air, but also for the people 
that God wants to help you with and bless with. God wants to be there for you. God wants to show you and God wants to guide you. It does cost money to do those things and it would be an honor if you would consider to help us and partner with us to make a difference, not just in the United States, but all over the world. We have a plan. We are part of God's plan and God wants to make a difference. Donate today and be blessed. The title of our show is Unstoppable Faith. And the amazing thing is when you start seeing what God can do and don't look at the symptoms or the surroundings around you, there is nothing that can stop God. So you asked God, Yes. God said no. Yes, very You clearly. just heard yes. it. You knew it. Yes, So was clearly. that your hope point from that yes. moment on? Yes. I think people around me couldn't understand how strong I was during that time. Well, he was in and out hospitals, in and out surgery. Um, yeah, I knew. I heard God very clearly saying, no, he will not die. Isn't that amazing? When God gives you the hope, nothing can take it away. That's it. That's at it. At all. So he had many surgeries. Was he in a lot of pain? Yes. I think the last surgery, which was around about the time our son had to be born, was the one that was the final surgery that would take out his gallbladder, take out all sorts of growths that they had found. Um, they would uh, have him in the hospital for 10 days afterwards. That was the most painful surgery he was in. And I think afterwards we spoke to the doctor that had received all his reports. He said it was uh, very close to death even as he was wow. having his surgery. I remember my husband telling me even that during his surgery he has seen images from his intestines, what they were doing, as he oh. felt he was coming out of his body. It was body. an outer body experience. Yes. yes. So, so it's been very close that he almost didn't make it. Yes. Now, um, your husband is a painter. Yes. And he drew a picture, he, 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 his artistry, and uh, we're showing that picture right now. And I have to be honest with you, it's hard watching that painting. It is extreme agony, yes. pain, yes. frustration. Because yes. at the same time, you as a pastor's wife and him as a pastor, didn't you go through a church split as well? Yes. Um, what happened there? Yeah, of course, my husband was in and out hospitals, which was pretty tough because, of course, I was the one that had to keep sustaining everything. So I was the one who was in church doing all the meetings, trying to be full of hope and faith. And uh, I think, um, yeah, that really hurt me. That's uh, still when I have to talk about it now, that, you know, you knew that your husband was so sick and people didn't even have make the effort to maybe visit him in the hospital. That did or not happen? They didn't even visit him. And um, they didn't even know, I think, the full story I, I've shared on it, what was really going on. And then to see that all of a sudden there's this disagreement about certain things in church that makes you to leave while you know it's just the pastor's wife that's trying on this boat that is almost like drowning sinking. and sinking. Pregnant. Pregnant. She's going to have a baby. She is not yes. there soon. So she's going to be out. He's out. What are we doing next? Yes. Is that the attitude that I can see a normal business attitude would be picked up on that moment? Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking, but um, it caused a, a split and they took people along. Were you aware that split was taking place at the time? I could sense certain contentions going on, but y yeah, you're, you're managing other things. You, yeah. you, I think in situations like that, somehow your uh, role as a mother 
And the fact that you have new life that you're carrying kicks out a whole new different lion inside of you as a mom because <laughs> you're like i need we to call protect. that mama bear here yes something <laughs> like that. that mama bear you you okay. want to protect what's in what's inside and you want to yeah. protect the rest of your family because you have to stand strong because you're the only one is who's holding down the fort did you have any support team around you at the time at yes all? my parents were uh, praying warriors at that time mm -hmm. and um one of the things that um uh, i found out later on they never told me during this whole process was that my own grandmother had lost her husband while she was very young and she just had two little children because my mom was five okay. and her sister was I think two or three years old and her husband died in a car crash very sudden and she was left alone as a widow and so my parents when they saw this going on with my husband being so sick so you had family several members or family history that had happened to yes Not wait a minute would that be a curse on the family yes. a generational curse yes but at the time when you go through stuff like that you don't realize that you are actually a curse is reoccurring and um so I how could you break the curse <laughs> to become aware of something repeating itself that is in your lineage especially through all of the woman through that lineage because it was not just my grandmother it was my my grandma's grandma also had lost a husband wow while she had young children and so um, my parents realized what was happening and they've been praying and praying and praying to see something shift and change so that this curse would not reoccur in my family lineage and yeah. in my bloodline yeah, because you you were a young mother I was young mom, pregnant yes. and with two younger children it yes. would have been the same cycle all over yes wow I am so glad yes. your parents were able to see that that moment yes I, I and didn't took know. it to God to yes. break that curse and to cancel it amazing yes. yes so here you are you're going through a, a church split yes about your husband that's sick no visitation needing the support everything goes very very fast between surgeries what about even him dealing with all that how did he handle it um, just to correct you a little bit there were sure. people from other countries that have come what? and visited him yes wow because in that time we had a whole group of students from Norway coming over who were doing outreach in Rotterdam to come and support us and the leader of that ministry was very adamant that he needed to see Songo in the hospital at that time. Did he have a word for him? He prayed for him to get healed. That was his only mission. He felt he is sick. I need that to go there. It gives me gut bumps. Yes, and so that's something I always remember that he even from Norway flew over, combined on a mission trip, but really wanted to see my husband to pray for him. Wow. And um, but my husband dealing with all of this, I think. The part of him dealing with the trauma came after his surgeries when he had to recover oh. and um, he used to paint when he was a teenager he was 16 years old and he used to paint these wonderful marvelous paintings and then at a certain point he stopped it he never touched any oil any brush stopped it all. he stopped it all and I think one of the ways of how he dealt with his healing process was to actually start painting again I've heard that before I've heard that before you know it's amazing we all handle things differently but there is hope um, I really feel if you want us to pray for you right now if you're in a hopeless situation 855-515-5550 or go to barbtv.org I have good news for you because next a baby's about to be born stay tuned
Peace is beautiful. However, finding peace is not always easy. But the result when you get there is life-changing. Are you ready to dream bigger, pray bigger, believe bigger, and live bigger? If you want to break free from dull Christianity and transform to a vibrant, active believer, what are you waiting for? Dare to Believe Big teaches you to believe like never before. It is time to grow, evolve, and expand. Discover four words that can transform your life. Are you ready to build a relationship with God? God has incredible plans for you. It is an exciting opportunity, and you can live each day with a high expectation of what God will do next. Don't wait any longer and sign up for your new free membership. Sign up now and get a free gift at daretobelievebig.com. So, Marjoline, you are highly pregnant now. Yes. You know, you're between surgeries. Did you want, of course, you wanted your husband to be when the baby was born. Yes. What about his surgery and his life at stake at the same time? Yeah, that was actually kind of interesting. On the 25th of June, we got a telephone call from the hospital that they had just found out what his date would be when he would be on his last final surgery. Oh, please don't tell me that was the due date of your... Yes, that was around the due date ah. of my boy that had to be born. So I said to my husband, I said, that's not going to happen because I want you to be there. I don't even know how the surgery will go. I want you to see your son. Was there a life, uh, a risk for his life during that last surgery? It could have been. I okay. mean, they didn't tell us, but it was pretty intense because um, there were quite a lot of doctors uh, present uh, during his surgery to make this all happen smoothly. So I remember when they when we received the call, I called the hospital. I said, "Listen, I have, I think, another week left. I'm not due yet, but I want to come in now. Last week I had only one centimeter dilated. Dilated. Was. Uh -huh. So I want to just come in. I need to get this baby today. <laughs> <laughs> so." <laughs> Well, the, you're so Dutch right now. I just <laughs> love it. I just love it. And they said, huh? <laughs> no, they understood the situation. So they said, you can come over and we can see what we can do. So they tried to help me to in, endorse uh, labor, labor. To, uh, to, to have it Induce. stirred up. Induced labor, yes. Yeah, to right. have it come. And so, I, and so they said, okay, we'll, we'll give you these pills and we're going to monitor you, see how far you get. We come back within four hours. So four hours pass by. They come back to the... And you're like... Walking stairs, moving a lot, get no, no, that no. baby out no, of here. No, they, they left us in the hospital, so that was nice. They actually assigned us a, a, a room where you could really deliver your child. And so um, four hours passed by, they come back to the room and they check me again and they said, you have only one centimeter extra. What? So that I was, was like, it? Yeah, so they said, it's and not really... Did you really say, can you give me more... <laughs> no, they said, we'll give you an ultimatum around about 8 o'clock tonight. If it doesn't cool. happen more and you don't get really serious contractions, we'll send you home. So I was in the room. I said to my husband, I song, I song, we, this child needs to come today and we're going <laughs> to pray for it yeah, that it's going to happen. <laughs> but by that time when we were praying, I could sense that, that, that I really started having contractions. Oh, so, good. Oh, good. So um, I think around 7 o'clock at night, I had to go to the restroom. And I saw my water broke. I think I've yes! never been so excited <laughs> to have your water break when you've got to get a child that needs to be born. 
So I think uh, everything from there went so so quickly. I think at nine o'clock he was born. Wow! And uh, and he was there. Yes, he was God there. God honored yes. the situation. Yes. Now, of course, the surgery came after that. It was yes. a close call, but he is fine. Yes. So if you look back at all of this. I know you've done ministry in Africa mm -hmm. for three years. You were called back to the Netherlands. All this stuff took place. Did you ever get to that point? You say, why did this happen? Is there a reason for this? I don't think that we can always understand why things happen. I do think very strongly that I had to break a curse in my family and that I was the only one who was able to break it because I had people around me that could push me through the situation. Um, I also realized if you make your vows at the altar when you get married and you say for better and worse, for sickness and for health and for etc, etc, you never understand what you're really actually promising to each other when a situation comes on your path, when it is sickness and how you have to deal with issues like that and to still uh, see each other and love on each other yeah. because actually after his recovery he was in the hospital for 10 days and he had to recover. I think he stayed home for a year to uh, recover of his wound because it was not like sometimes when, when they remove a gallbladder, they just take, make three holes. Yeah. But he has an upside down smiley oh, no. <laughs> on his belly, which is a very serious cut they, ma they made. And um, for me, it was very hard to recognize my husband. He was very different. He had a lot of things he had to work through. Um, even to the point where I think so many months from the surgery I said to him I think you need to see a counselor because you got to talk to someone because you're not doing okay and I don't know how to help you this is so tough I don't know how we have to get through to this well it was the disappointment the betrayal by his church yes the betrayal by the people he thought that would show up and then the whole sickness on top of it yes and not being to be able to provide as a father as a man for his family yes. all at the same time yes that would be a lot for a man to handle it was and but it's and also hard for the other side having to deal with the mood swings the attitudes and the medication and everything yes, else especially the medication because it's it's it just made him different and um yeah and and, and men don't talk and women are very explosive when they <laughs> are dealing with things. <laughs> and men implode. They, we explode, but yeah. men, they implode. So it was very hard for him to reach him at that stage. So he actually was sent on a trip to England to see a good friend of ours uh, that we had met in South Africa to counsel him. And at the end of that week, I also came to visit and I joined him. Wow. And we spoken through some things and God made a way and but the good thing was that even though we went through a church splits and things happened God sent a lot of new people to come so sometimes there are seasons where things are shifted yeah. or God is separating things because certain things were maybe not built accurately and yeah you yeah. have to always remember that when when gold needs to be refined it wow. has to go through the fire and I believe there's gonna be reason for that don't know what it is but I know God's going to turn something good around in all of that. It's not going to stop here right now. Um, I had some scripture that when I was uh, working on the show that really touched me. And it's a little bit of a read. but And it's a scripture I would have never picked out. But it kind of was just presented to me. Mm -hmm. I want to share with you. It's about Habakkuk. Mm -hmm. And it's about the power of God. And I'm not going to read it all. But in verse 2 it says, I'm filled with awe about your amazing works. 
verse 3, it's about seeing. I see God moving across the deserts from Edom. And then it goes on. And I encourage you to read the entire chapter. Then it picks up. When he stops, the earth shakes. When he looks, the nations tremble. Further, he's the eternal one. I see the people of Cushion in distress and the nation of Midian trembling in terror. Was it in anger, Lord, that you struck the rivers and parted the sea? Were you displeased with them? No, you were sending your chariots of salvation. I see this. I see God taking the widows out of your family. Mm. Then it picks it up in 13. You went out to rescue your chosen people. Verse 16, trembled inside when I heard this. My lips quivered with fear. My legs gave way beneath me. I thought of your husband when I read that. Mm -hmm. And I shook in terror. I will wait quietly for the coming day when disaster will strike the people who invade us. Then it picks it up to the favorite part here. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer, able to tread upon the heights. And what I really liked about this mm -hmm. was the amplified version that says, The Lord is my strength, my personal bravery, and my invisible army. He was there all along. Mm -hmm. He makes my feet like hinds feet and will make me to walk and make progress upon my high places. The reason I believe I'm supposed to share that with you right now mm -hmm. is that the progress is coming. It has already started. It is already there. It's going to pick up. It's going to continue. And the story that you just shared with me covered pain, mm -hmm. agony, frustration, humiliation, yeah. destruction, yes. curses. And instead of that becoming the way in the desert, the power of God is going to pave the way in the country now to turn that in a way to put you on full fire to change the city. So Amen. don't quit. If you have one word that you literally, I can give you only 10 seconds. If there is one word you could give the viewer right now, what would it be? Um, just realize that as a Christian, you can still be followed by curses from your past. And I really believe that, I hope that this show makes you realize that you can become free of it. And if you can see a pattern unfolding in your family, it's time to pray. And when you pray, things are going to break and change. Thank you. And we're going to leave it by that right there. Unstoppable fate. They can break and they can change. Call us 855-515-5550, barbtv.org. God bless. We have changed his appearance and voice to protect him and his family. Why didn't you share with the people that your life was just threatened? Why did you keep that to yourself? Uh, recently, because uh, I don't want to, they, they don't want to, they don't want to come in celebrate the, 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 the prayer meeting, the, the Christmas celebration. You were not safe in that neighborhood. God had saved you for a reason. There is more going on. Did you go to neighbors? Did you go to family? What did you do? No, it's in heaven right now. It is impossible. And I asked him, what kind of money he had? He said, he gave all his money. Look, he gave all his money and pay everything for your life. Mm -hmm.